you know, my ten and a half year old installed a game that came with a lot of bundled malware. It's not in the startup list. It's not in the task manager. It is hidden so incredibly well. I've never seen anything like this before. So this came with Chromium installed, which isn't like an open source browser, which is cool, but people have hijacked it to where if they install it in a machine with different stuff, it tracks your stuff, right? So it was managed to kill that by booting into safe mode and manually whacking it for map data. Okay, that's a win. Uh, it did nicely let me manually uninstall a vast antivirus. It let me manually uninstall another games thing that it had thrown on there. It's like five or six things that this little archery game came with. And it, rawr, I want to find these people and punch them in the face. And so this game's little thing, I don't know, it doesn't seem malicious, but you can't really tell. I think they'd rather you click on their games and play their games and then like pay them real money by putting your credit card number than, you know, causing your entire machine to die. Because mm. then how do they get their money, right? Of course. Yeah, so I don't think it's trying to kill my Windows install. It's just annoying, and I want to kill it. And my kids don't want to play friggin' Coin Dozer. I don't think. They're really? not interested in Snake versus Block. Maybe they are. I don't know. Who knows what kids are into these days? <laughs> Apparently, you can play Clash of Clans on this thing. That seems like a like an out-of-place option there. Mm. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, like, yeah, tax ma task manager, list of processes. There's nothing there with the word games in it or games lull. And I've just never seen this thing where a program passes in a command to command and says, hey, when you start up, start this thing. And I don't know how to tell it to not do that. I've never dealt with command on that level before. Hmm. Or CMD, I guess, yeah, is yeah. maybe the more appropriate name for it. Have you I, seen anything like that? Because I certainly have not. No, no. I have yeah. no clue, but... I do not have children on installing uh, installing things on my computer when I'm not around. So no, and that will never happen again until it happens again. <laughs> <clears throat> until tomorrow. <laughs> no, if that happens tomorrow, he's never using the computer ever again in his entire <laughs> life. You, <laughs> good luck. Um, but you have two other children, right? Like I do, and like the five-year-old, I don't know. I don't know that she knows how to download and install anything, so I think we're good there for a little bit. But she's going to go through the same thing eventually. Right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, she's competent reader, yeah? Like, read yes to she, play the video uh, game, click the button. Oh, yeah, she's she's getting there. Yeah. yeah. Two years, she'll be installing all sorts of things. You'll have LimeWire on your PC for some reason, I don't know. <laughs> she'll have traveled back in time to 2001 and installed LimeWire on my PC. What I need to do is set up a kid's account where you just can't do anything without the admin password. We'll call mm. that good, I think. Yeah, that might be the right call. Yep. I think I'll do that tonight, actually. Good idea, me. Yay. I'm just I'm going through this list of processes, and like NVIDIA has a million things for some reason. Mm -hmm. And Discord has four processes running right now because, sure, why not? Mm -hmm. Of course. You want to guess how many processes Chrome is using when I have two tabs open? Uh, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. That's way off. <laughs> uh huh. Chrome is nuts. So I switched over to Chrome from Firefox, you know, ten years ago because Firefox was a bloated memory hog mm -hmm. that was causing problems, and Chrome was slim and fast and didn't take up a ton of RAM and didn't like take over the entire PC and now Chrome is kind of getting there and it's annoying me. Yeah, well, you can always switch again. Sure could. Is Firefox slimmer and leaner now? I don't know. I don't use Firefox. I don't I'm, I'm still on Chrome. Yeah, exactly. Like Chrome's good enough. I mean, Firefox was insane. Back when I was using it, it was taken up. I mean, back in the day my machine had like 4 gig of RAM. <laughs> and it was trying to use, like, two. And I said, this is ridiculous. You're a freaking web browser. Right, What do you need right. two gigs of RAM for? <laughs> Good heavens. Anyway, yeah. right now Chrome is using 700 meg, which, eh, mm -hmm. It's not bad, especially considering that I'm running with, with 16 gig. It doesn't seem like it's overly burdensome. I, I mean, it's using uh, 800 meg for me. For you? Okay. Yeah. So about the same. Uh-huh. How many uh, tabs do you have open? Two. Of what? Two. Two YouTube uh -huh. tabs. Yeah. Okay. And YouTube, I imagine, is one of the more memory hoggy things you can load up in Chrome. Yeah. Well, yeah, video Probably. streaming, I imagine, is. But given that 
two tabs and like audacity and discord and steam and films and tv from like microsoft stuff i'm only using 30 percent of my available memory so i'm not too worried about it <laughs> even if it yeah, is a little exactly. bloaty <laughs> right right i mean ram is so cheap these days that having 16 gig isn't really a big deal and it's really hard to push up against that limit Mm-hmm. Depending on what you're doing, I guess. I mean, I guess if you try to run Crisis, you'll probably have that issue. <laughs> I don't know. Let me load up Crisis now and check. I know, right? We should. Crisis? I mean, that's just the meme program, right? It's the meme game that nobody has the resources to run this thing at its no, highest no. levels. And... You've got to go to NASA to do that, right? Yeah, but it's 2019. Maybe like the average consumer can do it now. Who knows? It's 2019, but my graphics card came from 2017. Oh, so, I mean, sure, 2017 is probably futuristic enough for our purposes. Do I own Crisis? I do own, like, do you want me to install Crisis 1 or Crisis 2? I don't have Crisis 3. You own two Crisises? Yeah, Crisis 1 and Crisis 2. Crises? Yeah, I'm (laughs) real crises over here. (laughs) Crisis 2 came out in 2011. It's Um, true. Sure. Why don't you install Crisis 2 and see if you can throw that thing up to its highest quality and see what happens maybe your computer will explode it might it might i might need to get some new fans double up the water cooling yeah who knows it's clearly not going to happen on this podcast because it's five and a half gig and i'm still in australia all right still in australia (laughs) didn't move in between the last pod go figure go figure really weird how that happened yeah what a shame yeah. I didn't just do that. <laughs> anyway, so back to the malware thing. The big problem here is that if I Google how to remove this program, it's new enough, I think, that nobody's talking about it. Mm. It brings up its own web page that's like, hey, install our thing. And then another separate link that has a 8,000 word disclaimer about all the stuff it can do to your computer <laughs> if you install it. It's like, we can track your information. No problem. We can send it back to our servers. We can start without you asking us to. It's oh. amazing they took the time to write this all out with the help of some attorneys. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. Like, I can't, I don't know. I can't imagine it hold up in a court of law if I sued them about this. Like, you can't make the consumer legally agree. <laughs> to all of this garbage come yeah, on it's like having a cookie browser agreement that also somehow lets them come and take your computer away it's like you yeah you, you click agree and you also hand over the rights to your pc right and in a larger sense really long eulas right user licensing agreements have not really held up in court either there was a really specific case about five years ago where someone like got sued by the program manufacturer because he used it in some way they told him he couldn't and he was like, look, this was on page 17 of this EULA that you told me to read before I installed it. It is not reasonable that the average consumer reads all of that and understands it enough mm-hmm. to legally click on it and agree to it. Yeah. And the judge who heard the case was like, yeah, you're right, man. That's mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. So good luck trying to enforce your stupid long EULAs, companies. I know what you're trying to do. It is not working. Yeah, uh, But... I mean, there's a lot of times where they'll say, yeah, but you agreed. And then they'll just go, yeah, but you agreed. So you agreed. Like, that's how that'll, yeah, that's how that'll play. I, I think that well, case might not set as much precedent as you might hope. <laughs> right. I sure hope a lot that it does. Because, I don't know. Like, come on, man. How many EULAs have you ever read? One. Okay. <laughs> and how many have you clicked, I've read this, I accept it for? A literal 7, uncountable number. <laughs> yeah. Right. But the thing is, there are stuff in Eulers that a company should be allowed to make you agree that you can't do. Like, you cannot distribute this. <laughs> right? And like, they should be allowed to ask you to agree not to do that. Well, sure. But is that even a EULA thing? Like, even if a company sends out a program and they don't include a EULA and you decide to copy it and resell it, I think that just falls under copyright law. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think you need to agree not to do that. Well, if you don't... No, but having someone agree to it gives a precedence for their, like, breaking the contract. <laughs> it, well, sure, it's an additional level of protection. You don't have to sign a contract that you're not going to... Well, I don't know. Like... Mm-hmm. I didn't sign a contract. I'm not going to murder my next door neighbor. But if I murder them, I'm still going you, to prison. No, it doesn't did. help you, at all. You signed the social contract that says you won't murder your neighbor. I, no, I don't. I don't recall doing that. <laughs> when did that happen? It, it's an unspoken eula. It happens on page uh, one of life. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Lots of lots yeah. of fine print so far. 
So I found the minimum system requirements for Crisis 2. Okay. Uh, Windows 7. <laughs> Actually, technically, XP. Ooh. <laughs> um, an Intel Core 2 Duo with 2 gigahertz. Ooh, I'm not sure I matched uh, these a, specs. A whopping 2 gig of RAM. Mm-hmm. And for GPU, NVIDIA 8800 GT with 512 megabytes of RAM. <laughs> or an ATI 3850 with 512 megabytes of RAM. <laughs> I think you'll be just fine. Man, remember when RAM in video cards was megabytes instead of gigabytes? I remember. Not really. I'm a little too... Like, I had a computer that was megabytes instead of gigabytes, but I was a little too young to like consciously know that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you mean my i my i seven sixty seven hundred K CPU at four gigahertz with sixteen gigs of RAM and my GTX ten eighty might be able to run that? I mean, most likely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dude, I gotta. Why is Crisis known for being hardware killers? That doesn't seem that much, even for twenty eleven. Really? Uh, Maybe it was. I need to remember what the average was eight years ago. No, I really don't think. I need to Google this. Average hardware specs for consumer PC 2011. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Malware. Blah, blah, blah. Crisis. Blah, blah, blah. Starcraft. Is there stuff to talk about in Starcraft? A little bit. There's the WCS winter stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's which... a new upcoming patch notes as well. Oh, yes, proposed, right? It's not yes. official or anything. Yes, I believe it's proposed. Yeah. Yeah, so WCS Winter Challenger happened over the last week. I cast a couple series of those, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, not as much as I wanted to, just because I had too much other stuff going on, but I don't know. It was good. It was good while it lasted. I ended up getting pretty good viewership numbers. I did throw up a little video on YouTube saying, hey, I'm casting this live, come say hi, and Screwed up the first one real good, and then got the <laughs> second one up a little better, but it was better in in, in context. Mm-hmm. And got around 50, 50 viewers or so, which is more than I get for the average stream. I think people are more interested in watching me cast high-level uh, StarCraft than us playing 2v2s, although people do have some interest in, interest in that as well. Yeah, yeah. Especially because I'm actually casting the high-level stuff and not just like... Not saying anything for three <laughs> minutes because I'm so stressed out by what's going on. You're so stressed trying to hold down that Z key long enough to win. It's yeah. it's hard to hold down that Z key. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. True fact. It is. It is. So anyway, it was uh, it was a pretty good time. I'm trying to find the stupid bracket for this. Can you Why still- do I have a 2019 WCS Winter Americas? On Liquidpedia, but it doesn't have any results. Mm. Qualifiers. Qualifiers? I'm just going to go to your channel and type bracket, and the bot will give it to me. Oh, no, I found it. I found the right thing. I had to click, like, two more times. Okay. Okay, so the first one that I did cast a whole bunch from, uh, Special, Neeb, and Puck all qualified, which was to be expected. Mm -hmm. But then this player, Expect, also qualified. And I'm going to be honest... I don't know who this guy is. Are you saying his qualification was unexpected? I mean, if you look at who he had to beat to do so, it was um, Ryu, which, mm-hmm. fine. He 2-0'd Probe, which, no offense, but okay. And that's all he had to do. I mean, I guess he oh. had to beat some other people along the way, but if that was his best competition to qualify, then fine. And I mean, sure, Special had to beat Bistork and Gogo Joey to get it and Neeb had to beat uh, Jon Snow and Foxer so I mean it's not like the competition was incredibly much this is North America we've talked about how there are effectively three or four players who are pretty good from the entire continent mm-hmm. and then everybody else is in a giant rush to get you know fifth or sixth place mm-hmm. Silky and Epic also qualified correct they yeah. did from the losers bracket yeah. And Silky 2 owed Future to do it, which is pretty good. I mean, mm. we like Future, especially after he uh, won Chisadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yep. So good job by Silky. Epic ended up beating Vindicta. And he 2 owed Jon Snow, which is not, not easy. Jon Snow's a pretty good Zerg. Yeah. yeah. So everybody earned it. In the second qualifier, Future ended up qualifying along with M. Canning and 
Disc, Vindicta Jon Snow, and Psy Arc. So, I mean, again, this is just a bunch of people who are considered around the same level. None of these players are going to take a series off of a Korean player at all. No, no, come on, that's not true. Surely Disc can beat any of the Koreans at their best. Well, maybe Disc. <laughs> Sorry, Disc. Look. Look, we're not hating on anybody here. I'm just talking about relative skill based on past performance. So prove me wrong. If you're listening to this and you're like, screw you, Falcon, I can totally do that. Then go do it, and I'll be happy for you, and I'll yeah. cheer. We'll cheer. Yeah. I'll be, I will be so happy if another American StarCraft player emerges as a legit threat. I will be pleased as punch. So go do it, please. Go, go, go. Yeah. Uh, then we also had an Asia qualifier wherein Seether, Gogo, Joey, Probe, Rex, Jim Rising, Demi, Miyomeka, and Pili Pili all qualified. Very nice. So here's what I don't get. Can everyone just show up to whatever qualifier they want? Because Probe got knocked out in the <laughs> Americas one. And I was like, I'll play for Asia too. Hey, I qualified through this one. Yeah, apparently. That's the way it seems. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's a lot of StarCraft to play. To qualify, but I guess the more chances, the better. So that yeah. sounds fine. Yeah, I think it was just like a triple elimination or like quadruple elimination bracket. Right. Yeah. Super if extra. You, if you can't win in the NA bracket, you get moved to the Asian bracket. <laughs> Where it's maybe a little bit easier. <laughs> Man, there's so much salt. On this bunny versus Serral thing that I posted, this guy's like, Serral versus a Terran? Why even watch it? How can it possibly end? This is as exciting as watching a predetermined football game between a pro team and a nerfed kindergarten team. I Jeez, mean, dude. why does it have to do with Terrans? It's, it's Serral. <laughs> it's like, it, it's Serral versus anyone <laughs> at Fair this point. moment. Like, Serral versus whoever. Yeah. <laughs> but, but... He missed the Serral versus Innovation game that I posted like two weeks ago, where Innovation won in a macro-style game. It was not some cheese that Serral didn't scout, like against Uthermal. It was Innovation going toe-to-toe -to -toe against Serral at the top of Serral's game, and Innovation won. He's not unbeatable. Mm, can you prove Serral wasn't at the top of his game? How do you know he didn't just, like, just wake up? Or someone how do you know he wasn't playing with his feet? Yeah, how do you know he wasn't doing that? Exactly. Because it was at... BlizzCon! <laughs> okay. He was playing with his feet, we would have known! <laughs> that would have gone viral. That's uh, That would have. Yeah. But that was also before Sarah went Super Saiyan. He didn't go Super Saiyan until he won BlizzCon. So it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, I thought it was more of a process, less of a destination, but I, no. it's all good. No, it's all destination, <laughs> no process. <laughs> Anyway, if I haven't talked about how these challenger brackets are cast. So basically you apply to be a WCS caster for this little thing. You don't get to cast the big boys. You don't get to cast the round of 32, but you get the everybody who shows up series, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the qualifiers. Yeah, and then they send you some elements to put on your stream and they tell you to be in this channel, right? The specific channel in the StarCraft whatever server. And here's the schedule. So all the players and all the casters are just lumped into this giant channel. And then mm -hmm. it turns into a game of Pit. Have you ever played Pit? No. So Pit is basically like a crops trading game. It's really old. Uh, but basically, you're given a hand that includes cards of different stuff like wheat or oat or barley. And you're trying to get like a match of a certain number of whatever you want. And if you get the most of a certain kind, there's like points involved, yada, yada, yada. So... Everyone's just yelling at each other to trade. I'll give you two wheat for your barley, or I'll give you three corn for your wheat, you know? Pit first sold Pit. 1904. I'm telling you, it's really old. <laughs> I was not wrong. Yep. It's really old. <laughs> so that's what it turns into. Everybody in there, the casters are like, please, let me cast your game. Anyone, I'll take anybody. And like... People are whispering Serral, or sorry, special at like five messages every second. Please let me cast your game special. And he's getting super annoyed about it. Mm. And then every time anybody, like some of the better and the nicer players would just like chuck a link to the lobby they were in into that mm. chat. And then like 10 casters would show up. <laughs> 
even WCS, the admins were like, please cast as many different games as you can. We don't want everybody on the same games. We want everybody to get cast. And mm-hmm. So you're trying not to just jump into those ones that are easy, but it's like, if you don't do that, maybe you're not going to get a game for 10 or 15 minutes, and that's not good streamed content. Sure. It's a mess. Total mess. But it's fun. I mean, you got Wardy in there. You got Tempo in there. Uh, Zombie Grub was in there as well. Pig in there for a bit. Mm-hmm. And Maynard, yeah. I think. He was doing some of Europe's. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. We like Maynard. Anyways, it's fun. I mean, I did like a six-hour cast for the first American qualifier, which is, I think, the longest I've ever consecutively cast StarCraft in my entire life. <laughs> um, it was nuts. Mm. But it was good. I was worried my voice would give out, but it didn't. And then I streamed the next day, too, and it wasn't too bad. So, I don't know. Hopefully, I've developed my vocal casting muscles to the point where I can do something like that, at least every once in a while, and it doesn't just crush me yeah hopefully fingers crossed fingers crossed hmm. so starcraft the end yeah yeah i mean nothing surprising about these qualification results at all uh yeah i'm just looking at europe's qualified players because we didn't talk about those <gasps> we didn't i should click on that one so qualifier two we have dns gerald hellraiser mana petit drogo ziggy nurtio and Raynor. Seems good. Mm-hmm. Qualifier three, we have Hostum. Is it Shadow? Showdown? Like, how do they pronounce it? I call him Shadow. Shadow? Shadow, yeah. Skillis, Braddock, Marine Lord, Hate Me, Starbuck, and Zanstar. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. That second bracket usually has some lesser known players. Mm. But Braddock, I'm glad to see him back. I'm glad to see him playing stuff. So, yeah. one interesting note Petit Drogo got taken out 2 0 by Denver. Which is an interesting in that first qualifier. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Denver took him down 2-0 ZVP, and I'd put Petit Drogo above Denver. Like I've seen Petit Drogo play really well in WCS events, and Denver not so much. Mm. But I don't know. Maybe he's getting better. I do like Denver. I've been casting him quite a bit as part of the Infinity Gaming Saturday Showdown thing I do every week, Mm -hmm. because he's part of Infinity Gaming, and he seems like a pretty solid Zerg. So probably just getting better. That happens sometimes, I hear. Yeah. Uh, Rail to old Harstum, which is a little bit interesting. I mean, Harstum is one of those older, old guard names. Yeah. I, I definitely don't know who Rail is. Me neither. Russian? Is that French? Polish. What's that flag? That's a Polish flag? I think Why so. Why is everything red, white, and blue and stripey? <laughs> At least America's red, white, and blue is distinguishable oh, no, from every other nation on Earth. Uh, Russia. Parallel player from Russia. I didn't. Think I that was, was right. It was Russia. That's Gosh. Russia's flag. I guess. Ah. Isn't Poland just red and white? Maybe. Apparently, Rail also used to be known as Verdi. Uh, doesn't really help. No. A laser beat clam, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because a laser does have that goal to be like the next foreigner to win BlizzCon, right? So. Yeah. For him to beat a really, really young, up and coming, really talented Terran player is pretty good for him. Two one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope he does well. Me too. And sort of got beat in the first. What? Who beat sort of? I don't see him. Why is he in the losers bracket? I get lost. Oh, sort it, of. This is probably one of those things where oh, the team liquid bracket isn't big enough, and he lost. No, I found it. Oh, he did. Clem two owed sort of. Yep. Clems. Yeah. Okay. Like this kid. And then qualifier number two. Did we list that one already? We did. So yeah. actually, some big names in number two in Nurchio. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second. What happened to Nurtio <laughs> qualifier number one? Uh, that's a good question. Who did he lose to? He lost before round one of the bracket on Team Liquid. <laughs> what the crap? That must have been some nobody. That would have been interesting, yeah. Because the there's no way they matched him up against a good player that early. I mean, yeah. His seating was seating, high enough. Seating would not, yeah. Uh, let's yeah. the official bracket. What do people call the site? Because I swear I heard Battlefly, but there's no L there. Nope, it's Battlefy. Battlefy. It looks like Battlefly if you just glance at it, but it's Battlefy. Yeah. I like that there's still five people viewing these results. Um, nice. He got 2 0 by Gerald. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Gerald. That dude, man, he took a game off Clem that I cast the other week. Mm-hmm. Or not Clem, Cham. Oh, Cham. Off Cham. And his EVP, he just has this really, really great build where he can get to carriers real fast and, like, deflect Zerg attacks while he's doing it. Okay. And then he just loves this Carrier Archon Void Ray High Templar setup that just he controls really well and it's hard for Zerg to deal with. So hmm. I can see that. Interesting. He beat Nurchio. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nurchio's okay. still qualified, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. 
E two old Damaga and two one Petit Drogo. Fine. Rainer came through. Like Rainer quite a bit. Did he also get knocked out in the first? What is going on? Rainer's not even in qualifier number one. Like maybe he didn't even play in number one and just showed up for two. Hmm. You have it there. Was he in one? Uh, I'm gonna look. No, it doesn't show him here. He must have not played in one for some reason and just showed up for two. It worked out. Mm. Obviously, he had to beat a bunch of players I've never heard of before. Fibs, Puppy Joe, Blue Cheese. Maybe that's the strategy. Is just show up for the second qualifier when all the good players have already qualified and then just kind of walk your way in. Maybe. Maybe. I mean... Not that you have to play anybody difficult in the first round either, though. I don't know. It's weird. Who knows? I mean... Who knows? I think he's one of those players where it's like, yeah, he's probably guaranteed to qualify anyway. Like... Yeah. So if he's not worried about turning up on day one. I'm not worried either. I'm glad Harston <laughs> got through. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he's no Papa Joe, Pappy Joe, or uh, Spazzy Mazzy, or Blue or Cheese. Baz. <laughs> Some player, a German player named Spaz. But seriously, the number of flags here, like the Netherlands flag and the Russia flag, mm -hmm. look so darn similar. It's the red, white, and blue just in reversed order. Not reversed, <laughs> but like just a different order. Mm -hmm. I Like, there needs to be some kind of an international resolution where if you have red, white, and blue st and just solid stripes of it on your flag and nothing else going on, switch it up a little bit, man. <laughs> Put something in the middle. Go like Argentina and just throw a sun right in the middle of your flag. That'd be cool. Mm, sure. I'm glad you support my plan. It's a good one. I, I, I'm now rapidly Googling an Argentine <laughs> flag. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so, you know, most of my knowledge about flags comes from playing Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego as a kid. Oh, I actually watched the first couple episodes of the new Netflix show. Oh, how is it? Not that we should get too off track. Um, I don't have, like, nostalgia for whatever Carmen Sandiego was. Like, I've never heard of it before. What? Uh, <laughs> like, I've heard of, like, the phrase Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, right? I've heard that phrase, but whatever it yeah. was, I had no idea. Wow, so, that's amazing. And All right. I mean, I, I like Argentina's flag, except that the sun mm -hmm. has a face. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> no, no. That's well, come fun. on. You <laughs> see that flag and you know what it is. There's no like, uh, is that Colombia or Brazil? But, but, <laughs> but the sun does not have a face. <laughs> well, no, not the real sun, obviously. They're going for the Teletubbies thing. Mm, yeah, it's <laughs> annoying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh just could we just get some kind of like we can't agree to anything as you know a species the world is as whole as a whole mm -hmm. and changing flags is basically like screwing with somebody's religion i'm sure in a lot of cases but like man can we just put like a giant f in the middle of the flag for france so we know that it's <laughs> france is that too much to ask if it was an f people might get it confused with like finland no, nope, because the Finnish flag isn't red, white, and blue. Or maybe, that, like, I'm rapidly running out of Fs. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, or Fiji. That's all. Fiji. Again. Fiji. I mean, why not just write <laughs> France on the flag if you want it to be that obvious? <laughs> sure. Let's do that. We can write it in their language, though, right? Because it's not France in yeah. French. They can do whatever they want with it. Actually, it is. It's France, isn't it? <laughs> I, Whatever. I don't know. It sounds like you're just saying it with a posh accent. <laughs> France. Yeah, it's France. Spelled the same, just La France. France. This guy is still arguing with me about Serial Never Loses on my channel. All right, here's the link, dude. I'll do your work for you. Is he still arguing? Like, you responded to your comment? Boop. Yeah. Huh. Was it done by Luck and a one-trick pony cheese by a Terran player? No. Oh. And I said it wasn't. And he said then it was on another StarCraft 2 channel. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Here, click. Link. Done. There, Thomas. Sheesh. My, one of my Over videos back. actually got copyright striked today. What? <laughs> Which yeah. one? The um, Let's Go Fly a Kite one with WoW. It's like 30 seconds of me just slowly falling down screen. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Who? What? Who claimed it and why? Uh, Disney claimed it for using the song from Mary Poppins. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't mess with Disney, man. Don't do it. I mean, that, that video came out like a year ago. It took them so long. They just figured it out. Yeah, maybe. 
the back well, here's the thing. Again, search. Disney will come after a preschool that has Mickey Mouse on their wall unauthorized. <laughs> yeah. So would. when you're monitoring every physical space and internet space on Earth, it takes you a while to get to do the rounds, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Blah. But speaking of YouTube, can we just real quick, this whole narrative that like, oh, no, we have to save PewDiePie. He'll no longer be the number one. Biggest channel on YouTube because of this Indian thing. It's like, dude, PewDiePie is filthy rich. He'll be fine at number two. Nothing will change. Can we just, if you're annoyed, he's going to be taken down from the number one spot. I get it. But you're not saving PewDiePie by subscribing to him and fighting against T-Series. You're just not. Yeah, I mean, that's just a fight you can't win regardless. Like, I understand... As someone who uses YouTube every day to have the number one content created be like a homegrown YouTube star rather than just some corporate face. Yeah, I get but, that. But there are a lot of people in India. So like yep, you a just billion. Yeah, we we just don't have enough people who could subscribe to you now to PewDiePie. Like <laughs> that's all there start is to start getting it. the Indians to do it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's what they need to be doing. Yeah. PewDiePie needs to make Indian friendly content, I guess. He does. Or we just need to get like people to post on Indian Facebook pages and Twitter stuff and mm. get the word out that way. I'm just sure. that's all. Uh you, you a... like um epic rap battles of history, yeah? Yeah. They they have epic rap battles of history too, like ERB two, the second channel. Has a okay. they started doing uh flash in the pan hip hop conflicts of nowadays. <laughs> 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 Sounds fun. They did T Series versus PewDiePie, and oh, like look at that. Ronald McDonald versus Burger King. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's, that's a sound pretty good. And they're coming back with like real new epic rap battles as well. Do we believe them when they say that? Yes, because they already put one out. Oh, well, all right then. I do like that name though. Flash in the pan, hip hop conflicts of nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great a little work went into that i like it yeah <laughs> 10 out of 10 name amen fantastic oh so in other news i've been watching more true detective oh yeah yep how is it it's good it's a very slow burn mm-hmm. which i'm okay with sometimes i get annoyed by it like this last episode episode three as far as story progression goes, it basically gives you, like, here's two new things about this mystery we're trying to solve. Like, I gave you an hour. I gave you an hour of my entire life to watch. And, like, I deserve something. You gave me two things. Yeah, I deserve a little bit more than that. And a lot of it was character development, and a lot of it was establishing scene and establishing what's going on and kind of teasing other stuff. And I get that. I get that character development is important, but... Jeez. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, you want something more. I do. And part of what they're doing is really establishing the fact that we're dealing with an unreliable narrator. The guy that we're seeing the story his through his eyes, he's got dementia as an old man, and it seems like some of the stuff he's talking about from the past he's lying about or just not telling the whole truth about as well. Mm-hmm. So we have this just double layer of like, the man doesn't remember what happened, and even if he could remember what happened, there's stuff that he might just be lying to us about. Right. So it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard to figure out what's going on sometimes, and I don't like that very much, but overall, the characters are good, and they're realistic, and they're well-made, and the production quality and value is through the roof, because it always is for this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stick with it. We'll see how it goes over the next couple episodes. Good. Um, it's way better than season two, which was about, I guess, drug dealing, but it was so bad. And just <laughs> like I didn't care about any of the characters at all. And the story didn't make sense at all through the first three episodes. And I was just out. I was done. You were done. Yeah. This one is not as bad as that. So right. hopefully it continues on a decent streak. I, I'm, I hope it does as well. I hope you get something worthwhile out of it. Yes. I'll report on the worthwhileness. Speaking of other TV shows, did I watch more Mob Psycho? I absolutely did not. No. Episode 3 is up, though. By golly, it is. Ringen sets up an official homepage for his spirits and such consultation office. Oh, there you go. I've, I've decided I do not want to watch Mob Psycho season 2 week to week. 
Oh, you're going to wait? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because at the moment I'm watching three shows week to week. Uh, oh. Which I, I, ha- I haven't done that since like before I had internet. And it was like I was a kid watching TV week to week. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I saw like a what happened in anime this season because anime seasonal for some reason. And there was like a couple shows there that I was like, hey, they look pretty interesting. So I decided to watch them week to week as they come out with like the English dubs because they're usually late. Yeah. And I finally realized why people do it. Uh, and it's because you get to have all those shows like hitting the uh, like the climax of the stories at the same time. And that's insanely exciting to be excited to watch the next episode next week. At the same time, I've binge watched like just entire seasons of trash anime throughout the week while waiting for another episode. And I don't want to go through that anymore. <laughs> like I'm just waiting. So every now and then I'll remember a show that I heard about with like some dumb premise and then I'll go and watch the entire series because I need something to watch while I wait. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't want to do that <laughs> because okay. the bad shows have been really, really a drain. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that. <laughs> Because it's also a problem that I'm, I'm a sucker for, the, like, a dumb premise, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, how can they make this funny, and, like, what are they going to do with it? And so that's where I'll, like, oh. hear something, and be like, they made an anime about a girl whose life dream is to bang a hundred dudes before she graduates high school. A hundred is a big number. <laughs> yeah, it's a hundred is a big number. But the entire mm-hmm. show takes around the fact that she can't, like, she's too nervous to get a guy to actually take her first one, and she's like trying to con him into doing it but he's like super awkward and stuff it, it, and that's where like that the joke a, that is a really big number then <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it's yeah. got some like funny moments but at the same time it's just like oh my god what is going on in this show like nothing makes sense that's interesting i find it really weird that you're attracted to bad premises yeah i know right how, well, how are they gonna pull this off is an interesting question that i don't know i've just never been like yeah how will they pull it off i better wait and see <laughs> well i don't know it's, it's, it's a bad premise and uh, it's like i don't know i think lots of people watch bad shows that they know are bad but they enjoy them i guess you don't agree i don't know i don't know that people would like publicly admit that a show they enjoy watching is bad hmm like what? Like what shows are we talking about here? Like, I don't know, The Big Bang Theory. It's a terrible, awful show. It's real bad. But I thought the people that watch it really think it's great. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Oh. I, I, I kind of enjoy watching it because it's bad. But it's like, <laughs> you go through like two episodes and you realize, what are you just doing? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with your life, man? Exactly. You only have so many hours you're alive. Then you die. Do you yeah. really want to be like, I spent 0.0001% of my time watching The Big Bang Theory? <laughs> not no, really. You don't want to say that. <laughs> but, but I mean, this is just a problem with why I'm not going to watch seasonal anime anymore. Because I, I, go, I go and find just the, the dumb anime to fill my time. And I don't want to do that. That makes a lot of sense. I'm down. Yeah. I know it's bad. And I like it. But I don't want to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. So no more mob psycho talk. That nope. will be an adjustment. <laughs> not really. <laughs> I think there have been way more episodes of the podcast where we don't talk about Mob Psycho than the other way around. It's true. That is, that is true. Scientifically. I mean, it's just a hypothesis, but it feels true. It's very mm. truthy. It was gonna, I uh, felt like reading a book, right? Like what? A, like a physical book. What? That's <laughs> extra what? And then I walked into a bookstore and like was looking to trying to find a book that I like looked interested in and I looked at the price and then I immediately pulled out my phone and it was half the price on the Google Play store. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, of course it was. So uh, I instead bought the book on my phone and then to satisfy my need to have a physical book, I ordered a comic book from an artist that I uh, really, really like called Electric Bunny. ElectricBunnyComics.com. I will. Electric Bunny. Like electrocuted bunny or like no no just electric bunny. Oh. Um. So she makes uh, like. <laughs> what the crap? Bees? Why there have to be bees? So is it surreal? Is that what we're looking at here? I, I was just flipping through the comics on the website, trying to find the one I've got on open on my page, 
but I cannot find it because it's apparently not in the order that they printed. And that's the one I just sent you. <laughs> the bees one. The bees one, yeah. <laughs> yes, the bees. Yeah. This really kind of feels like a gun show comic. You're familiar with a gun show comic at all? I am not. So gun show comic was by a guy named Casey Green. And similar art style, kind of like it's black and white and cartoonish. Not like incredibly artistic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also like offensive and surreal and really weird. Yeah. Like this one with Link, where Link like <laughs> murders all the guards to rescue Princess Zelda. And she's terrified of his blood spattered body. <laughs> there's one where and she's like, pressing the help button. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's one where like, Link's like talking to a tree, and the tree's like, "You have deep, deep inside, like this labyrinth of tomb lies the enemy," and Link just burns it with gasoline. <laughs> and Navi's like, "Well done, Link, you did it." <laughs> Sounds about right. I'm gonna link you to Gun Show Comet, which, as far as I know, is done. Mm-hmm. Let's see if there's a yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's done. done. But I will link you to. The first one. Okay. There's a lot. Like, it's a pretty big archive. Okay. But this is Gun Show comic. It just, it feels kind of like really, really related to the mm. old Electric Bunny. But I'll add Electric Bunny to my list because I've read through a couple of these and they are weird but entertaining enough. <laughs> I'll go ahead and read them. She also does animated YouTube videos, which is where I found her. Like, ah. Um, she goes by Dingo's Doodles, I think, on YouTube. Not Electric Bunny. So there's the YouTube channel. She does mostly, like, D&D videos. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's cool. But, so but you're they, in. Yeah, yes. Go figure how yeah. I found them. Yeah. I highly recommend watching basically all of them. Which you is good. It. Because there's only, like, 15. She has 15 videos. She's been doing it for nine months and has 208,000 subscribers. She's better at YouTube than I am, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, Which, I it th- turns out, not that hard. <laughs> no, no, I think we, we've discussed it. You're just playing the game on extra hard mode. <laughs> you're, you're playing <laughs> YouTube like it's Dark Souls. <laughs> Correct. All right, I'll check that out. New stuff, new homework for Falcon. Hooray. Hooray. Oh, here's a comic about uh, Ms. Ms. Frizzle taking the kids on the magic school bus to the Jurassic Age, and there's two dinosaurs boning. Mm-hmm. And yep. then it's like, time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to see if the dinosaur can jump over to the other one. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Australians, man. Seriously. I don't know if she's Australian. Dingo? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Dingo? I mean, her voice does not sound Australian. Oh. At least not to me. Like, I mean, uh, you would have a better judge of this than you, most people. You, you would think. Nope, she's Canadian. What the crap? This is the most hardcore stuff I've ever seen a Canadian do. <laughs> this is like the most offensive, violent, like insane creative content to ever come from a Canadian, I think. I mean, Ryan Reynolds. No. Ah. Hmm. He does love Deadpool, and he does embody Deadpool very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good argument. Good argument, Somicron. Yep. So uh, if you think I'm wrong, <laughs> go ahead and tweet at me at Falcon Paladin or at AT Somicron. Sure. And let us know some other offensive and hilarious Canadians that you're aware of, because <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. But not, but not like your neighbors, okay? Guys, come on. Don't out your neighbors as being offensive Canadians? Yep. It has to oh. be people that we've heard of or we can find on the internet. How about that? Yeah. Okay, so here's something that's interesting. Yeah, hold on. I just give me a second to find it. Because I was listening to a podcast today about some Canadians. What the? The, okay. the Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist. A heist? I'm aware of the maple syrup flood that like killed 21 people. No, the heist? The heist stole $18.7 million worth of maple syrup. Holy crap. Where's the link to this story? Uh, I will send you a link in a moment. We're going to make Somicron earn his dollars editing the podcast this week. It's going (laughs) to be a chore. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, So, basically, 
because when you harvest maple syrup, there are good years and bad years, and to keep the price from being like fluctuating and making sure the people who farm it have you know steady incomes, there's a like an organization right where they have just a giant warehouse of uh, maple syrup. Right, and then they sell it when it's appropriate to do so. Yeah. It's very Canadian. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so over the course of several months, between 2011 and 2012, nearly 10,000 barrels were stolen under a suspected inside job. Sure. I imagine it'd have to be an inside job to do, pull that off on the mm-hmm. town. Yep. So the syrup was stored in unmarked white metal barrels, only inspected once a year. Thieves used trucks to transport barrels to a remote sugar shack where they slapped off the maple syrup and refilled the barrels with water and then returned to the facility. It sounds like an American restaurant. Sugar Shack. <laughs> Let's take the kids to Sugar Shack, honey. <laughs> no, they'll get diabetes. <laughs> it's too late for that. Let's go anyway. Mm. So basically, as the operation progressed, the thieves started siphoning syrup off directly from the barrels in the reserve without refilling them with water. Wow. <sighs> nobody yeah. noticed. Be- because nobody was noticing... They just were like, why are we doing all this extra work? Yeah, totally. And then when someone came along to inspect the barrels and climb on top of them to get to the higher ones, and there was nothing in them, they kind of realized. <laughs> Fell over and broke his neck, and they got charged with murder. Uh, I don't know if that happened. I don't think that happened. Probably not. No. They all got busted, though. How the crap? Mm-hmm. They recovered hundreds of barrels of syrup from an exporter based in Kedgewick, New Brunswick. And then they arrested 17 people. Damn. They, got, they went to prison, man. Some mm-hmm. of them did. This guy was sentenced to five years and a $1.2 million fine. Here's what I like is eight years plus a $9.4 million Canadian dollar fine with an extension to 14 years that the fine is not paid. Good luck with that. How's he going to pay back $9.4 million? He's in prison. I thought we got rid of debtor's prison. Is that a thing that we do still? Um, I don't know. Maybe Canada does. Because, but I thought I thought Canada was at, like evolved and educated and like socially awakened stuff. That's I, nuts. We st- we got rid of debtors' prisons like hundreds of years ago because we realized the people in prison can't pay back their debts. <laughs> what the crap is this? I mean, pe- people who are charged to pay damages and go to prison in America, they go to prison for their term and then they come out and then they have to just repay the fine still like they can't correct right so this is an option for him because maybe he's a wealthier man right and um, he might have the money and he, they're basically giving an option you can save yourself nine million by staying four extra years in prison six years that's i mean if he was independently wealthy what's he doing stealing syrup i mean you gotta stay wealthy <laughs> you generally don't stay wealthy through committing like robbery. He stole seventeen million dollars worth of maple syrup. Well, sh- sure. Okay, so are they saying like give some of it back, you jerk? We can't find the money, but if you can come up with it mysteriously and give it back to us, we won't send you to prison for as long. Yeah, that's weird. Cause like they know it's like ill-gotten. Elgotten gains? That's a really weird setup. I've never seen anything like that before. I don't know if it's like that. I wasn't the judge presiding over the case, okay? Just so you're aware. That's fair. Yeah. Whoa. He testified he was forced to buy syrup stolen from the Federation and replace it with water by a man who carried a gun. But witnesses called by the Crown painted him as one of the ringleaders of the heist. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good argument. According to uh, one of the attorneys, so he says, you can't prove what tree the syrup came from. (laughs) (laughs) So they find all this syrup and they're like, you don't know this was stolen. You can't track it, which I think is a fair point. It is, yeah. Except for the fact that uh, Quebec, is it Quebec? Yeah, it's Quebec uh, has like 90% of the world's maple syrup supply. And if someone has $18 million worth of maple syrup just sitting around, there's a good chance that it came from there. That's fair. Just by having that much, you're guilty. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, good. Someone has posted on this latest video between Buddy and Cyril a list of five questions. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh All boy, right. these are rough, man. Ready? You're going to answer these with me? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. Number one, why do Widowmines do friendly fire, but Banelings don't? Uh, range. Hmm. I think it has to do with range. Range, and it's a, yeah, it's a spell. Uh, yes, and it's a spell, whereas Baneling Explosion is not. Yeah, because you I can manually detonate a Baneling on friendly units, can't you? If you target them, tell a Baneling to attack move a friendly unit. Does it kill the Zerg? Maybe. I'm asking you, you're the Zerg player. I don't know. I've never tried to kill my own stuff before. <laughs> All right, loading up StarCraft. Because I know, like, in the heat of battle, if they explode on an enemy Marine, but it doesn't hurt the units next to it. Mm. But can it intentionally kill it? I don't know. I really think it just comes down to range. I think that's what all it hinges on. Maybe. Because, right, because it's melee. When Banelings explode, there are usually going to be friendly units nearby. And if it wiped out friendly Zerglings and Banelings, it'd suck. Whereas Widowmine Fire generally is going to hit a group of enemy units, and the Marines and Marauders will be nowhere near it. And generally. the chance of friendly fire is a lot lower. Maybe. Generally, Those... yeah. In some situations, it does come back around. Yeah. Uh, can you use Banelings to do, like attack your buildings or anything like that? Mm, yes. I imagine you can. I imagine it wouldn't be like, no. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> not allowed. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll get back to you in a minute. Okay, should we look at another question? Yeah, what's, what's question number two while we wait? Number two, how come Protoss can fit an entire Colossus inside a warp prism, but Thors have to ride on the bottom, which eliminates the element of surprise? Um, Protoss technology, right? That's, sure, but that's... for game balance purposes, what's the difference? Hmm. It's a good question. I think it is it's a just great a, question. I think it's just uh, an aesthetic thing. Like, well, but aesthetics wherein you can see it's a Thor drop, but you don't know what's in that warp prism. That's not aesthetics. That's literally game changing stuff. Hmm. All right. Good you question, are... Timothy. You beat us on that one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Number... So if you get a Baneling, you can attack, move it straight into a drone, and it'll do damage to it. Nice. Yeah. So do you have mind, to? Wouldn't mind you can't no. target friendly units at all like you just can't do it right but with a baneling you can so you grab the baneling you a moved next to the drone no i just attacked the drone and it walked up and exploded on it the drone attacked the baneling no the no baneling no exploded the baneling attacked the drone oh so you clicked attack onto the drone you didn't attack yeah. move yeah yeah okay 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 and but widow mines can't target their own units no matter what right but they'll yeah. do damage to it accidentally it's interesting. Uh, Zerglings run into your marine group, and the Widowmine fires on one of those Zerglings. When it's next to your marines, your marines will die. Yeah. It's interesting. Good to know. If a Baneling splashes, the splash damage will not do friendly damage. Just the direct damage? Just the direct damage. It won't do splash. So you have a group of drones. You go attack onto one of those drones that are all clustered up. It hurts the one, but not the others at all. Yes. Interesting. Man, always stuff to learn about StarCraft. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Timothy, you're making us do research. Good for you. <laughs> All right, question three. Question numero tres. Why doesn't Terran have a static defense option that attacks ground and doesn't require supply? Uh, because the tier one unit attacks air and ground. I think that's it. Yeah. And they get bunkers that they can salvage. So effectively, it's free. Yep. I think that's it. Because Marines are good. Number four, why does Zerg get a very early ranged unit that outranges all other early air game air harass? And furthermore, is part of the Zerg's normal build path and also fights off Reapers. Okay. So he's asking why the answer they is, queens. Without queens, Zerg would die. That is, that is your <laughs> that, answer. That is the answer, yeah. If they didn't have a way to handle all of the harassment options that come from Terran and Protoss, they would just die in the first three minutes of every game. Yeah. Zerg have queens because queens are needed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's maybe we can discuss, right, maybe we can discuss the range. Like, maybe it quite shouldn't be as rangy or do as much damage. Mm-hmm. We could. I, um, I could see some arguments for that. Um, but, as, but as far as having the option to deal with early air, early game air harass, like, they got to have something because their only anti-air thing comes from tier two. Or tier, th yeah, tier two. I think if you decrease the range, right... You increase the chances that liberators can set up in a position where they just can't hit it without walking in and taking damage. And if you Correct. decrease the damage too much, like even by like one or two points, it's way too long to kill it, to like kill a liberator. 
And then there's just the denied mining time is like they've gotten value there anyway. Yeah, it does seem like it's balanced around the Liberator. It takes long enough to kill it as it is. It takes it's it's challenging enough. Like you say, it can deal with early game harass, and yes, it can. But it's not easy. It's not like the queen just like reaches out and destroys the lib. No. Like you have to position it correctly. You have to pull your drones. You have to maybe move a spore crawler. It takes work. I mean, okay. I think I've got a great compromise. The queen does no damage, but gets plus one <laughs> range, right? Plus oh, one range. What? And what it does is it can pick up and throw units at air units. So you can pick up a Bane Link <laughs> and just throw it at a Liberator. Oh my gosh. Somebody talked to nice username. We need this so bad. <laughs> I'm going to tweet at him right now. Do it, do it. Suggested queens be able to throw... Friendly units at a harassing air unit to kill it. Please make this dream true. <laughs> Love your stuff. Heart. Done. I give him two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love nice username so much. Did you see he was saying like, what do you mean two pylons can't wall off on? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I tossed that in the Discord. It's a good one. It's so good. So for those who don't know, I mean, maybe we'll put it in the show notes, but basically there's some complaints that like there are certain maps for Protoss where it's hard to wall off the natural. And so he just creates a custom map where pylons are huge. And so he just uses two huge pylons warping in a wall off this entire huge space. And he's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. This is easy. <laughs> the pylons are like twice the size of a Nexus. That's great. Yeah, they're huge. It's fantastic. And number five, why does Protoss get a magic building that regenerates shields, but Terran has to bring SCVs to repair, thus losing massive amounts of lost income? Uh, mules? Mules. I'm going to go with mules. And Terrans don't have shields? <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. My biggest concern is just the fact that uh, the shield batteries build with full energy. Mm-hmm. Like, what else does that? What other thing <laughs> Literally builds nothing. with full energy? Nothing. Why? I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's just like, and if they changed it, right? And if they changed it to where you had to work on it, mm -hmm. right? You, had, you build it and it took some time to regen, then it immediately gets rid of the offensive capabilities of the shield battery, but it's still fine on defense, I think. I mean, it depends on how like far you go with it. If it's like... It's 200 max. If it's 100, I think that might be a good middle ground. Um, it really it really just come down to, like, you need six months of seeing it at the pro level to know whether or not 100 is too much to actually be of much benefit as a, compared to, like, having another zealot or something. Um, Fair. So yeah. there are some questions there. Yeah. Given the fact that they're not changing it, I mean, really, <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> Right. It does seem like Timothy plays Terran based on these questions. <laughs> yeah, they do seem to be favored in one direction. I, for that one, I would just say because Protoss are magic. Correct. They're magic space aliens. Yeah. Why do they have a magic building? It's because they're magic. He does go on to talk about how he thinks that Terran has to proxy in order to win. And they if the proxy to. gets spotted, then they lose. That's not true at all. If you don't proxy and macro, then both enemy races out macro Terran. Go he needs to watch some innovation. He needs some innovation in, in his he, life, I think. He needs any high-level Terran, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'm with this guy. I really think Terran is the least favored of the three races right now. It doesn't mean the other races are overpowered and you can't win as Terran. I'm just what? saying there, have, there has to be a hierarchy, and there is one, and that's it. <laughs> I, think, I think you're a little biased there. You're, you're like, Terran's on the bottom, and that's okay. No, I'm not saying it's okay. No, there was a time in Heart of the Swarm of all expansions when Zerg was on the bottom. <laughs> and it annoyed me, but I never felt like I couldn't win because I was Zerg. It was just, it was a little bit harder to do so, especially at the lower levels at the time. I don't know. I mean, I guess what I like to look at is basically BlizzCons over the years and what races are represented more than others at that stage. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's a good indicator of where we are in general. Okay. That's all. I mean, and so for a while there, Zergs were underrepresented at BlizzCon back in Heart of the Swarm. Now they're a little bit overrepresented and Terran's a little bit underrepresented. And again, this is not to say that a Terran or Protoss cannot win BlizzCon next year because they definitely can. Mm -hmm. I just 
think it's a little bit harder for them to do so. We had uh, two Zergs win, but we had a Terran before that. Who, who, so who won in 2016? I don't remember. BlizzCon 2016. It was Beyond, because of course it was Beyond. Oh, right. I mean 2015. <laughs> oh. He's, he's the Terran that I meant. I forget that it's 2019, but it hasn't been BlizzCon yet. Right. And in 2015, it was SOS. Okay, so Protoss, Terran, Zerg, Zerg. We're due for one of the other two, then. Hmm? But I really think... I don't know. I just think the way the game is balanced right now, it's just a little bit harder. That's all I'm saying. Just a little bit. It's not impossible. It's not super difficult. Just a little bit. Because it has to be. There's no way that the balance team made all three races perfectly balanced against each other. It's impossible. I don't know. I don't know how we prove this. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> all right. You ready for a minute? Yeah. Sports minute time. Three, two, one, go. It's an NFL sports minute because the NFL playoffs happened yesterday. We had, we had the Patriots versus the Chiefs and the Saints versus the Rams. Both games went to overtime, which I think is all we can ask. As NFL football fans, National Football League football fans, hmm, redundant. Okay, so the Patriots went out to a 14-0 lead at halftime, and the Chiefs scored 31 points in the second half, and the Patriots held on to win with our 41-year-old quarterback. It looks like Tom Brady is poised for another Super Bowl, but anything can happen in the Super Bowl, and he's going to be against the Rams with the young Jared Goff. The Rams beat the Saints 26-23. Drew, B Drew Brees is not going back to another Super Bowl. His fans are very disappointed, but there's always next year for you guys. And there was plenty of drama late in the game of the Rams versus Saints playoff game. There was a pass play where the receiver got absolutely clobbered and Stop. nailed and knocked out of bounds. And the refs didn't call it, and everybody is insane about that moment. But hey, can't complain about referees after the game is done. Yeah, you can. No, uh, it's not allowed. They're not going to go back and replay it, that's for sure. <laughs> well, no, I think... Uh, okay, human refs should all be fired. Like, you don't need them. Put ah, geotagging locators in the ball, cameras on every angle, and let's just do this thing properly. Hmm. Because there was a another podcast I was listening to ages ago where there was like, a ref in Vegas, like, because apparently Vegas has teams or, like, standards where people play sports uh -huh. for basketball. And they basically, the ref was basically found, like, got busted betting on games because he knew that the other refs favored certain teams or players and yeah. that the refs will always just ignore stuff for the teams that they like and mm -hmm. the teams that they don't like and that that, that they shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> They nope. should be impartial, and humans aren't impartial. So they are not. Sack them all. Don't need them. I concur. Technology is so, yeah, good you enough. Can, you can totally automate stuff about where the ball is, whether that was a goal or not, or whether it's out of bounds. But I don't know. There's other stuff. It's harder to automate. It's harder to be like, hey, robot ref, was this person offsides? Right? A little bit True. harder to do. No. Uh, I, I, harder to do, but not impossible. Was this tackle a foul, or did the other player just flop? You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, you should have a panel of human refs who can review footage, right? And it should, like, the game should pause and have them review it from, like, six different angles and tell you. <laughs> right? It yeah. shouldn't just be down to one guy with a whistle. Probably not. Probably not. Sports. Sports ball. All right, cool. cool. I think that's it for the Falcon Paladin Hour. Yep. We're done. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check out the merch in the show notes and feel free to support the podcast on the Patreon. Again, link in the same show notes. And until next time, as always, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. And you take care of yourself. I don't think that's an easy Google, though. Mm. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Hello. Can you hear me? So hello. Somacron? Hello. I can't I hear you. I can hear you. Where did you go? Oh, that's weird. I can't can, hear you, can you at hear all. Me? Can you hear me now? Uh, leave call. Rejoin call. There. Did you hit? There. Like, did you hit mute or something? There.
Did... <laughs> this is going to be riveting I podcast stuff. Did you hit you. mute on your microphone or in Discord? Oh, now you can't hear me. What? I still can't hear you. Hello. hello. Oh, wait. I can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. What the crap? Yeah, Discord was, was just so like, I think my internet might have just maybe had a money little panic attack. Well, okay. If I had to on, guess. Discord. Like, no, no, not Discord's fault. My internet. I think it had a panic attack. Oh, but then Discord, how does internet having a panic attack mean that you can hear me, but I can't hear you? That doesn't make any sense. Mm, I've, I've got a signal coming in, but not one going out. Is that? It's not how that works. I know. I know. I'm just. Okay. It's not how any of this works. Where's that meme? 